Pain begets joy. Fear begets void. Detective. I'm aware that you're still looking for Alaska's killer. Mind your own business. <sighs> cool. Two years ago, Alaska Curtis was murdered in the woods of Stumptown, 20 minutes north of Roslyn Estates. This is Long Island, the land of manicured lawns and alcoholic iced tea. To find Alaska's killer, I'm investigating the grown-up children of some of the wealthiest families in the United States. Our six suspects are Joe Magaro, Emma Wooten, Logan Goldberg, Bobby York, Lou Curtis, and the disappeared Glory Johnson. And then there's me. My name is Detective Finn Denver. I'm a private investigator looking for the killer. Friday, September 17th. We've got the eh, fall weather coming in. Grayish, but sunny. Good weather to work today. First of all, Boo's episode was pretty funny. Dad, right there. What are you? Uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't know what you look like. What is this? So what are they, like, ghost hunters now? Who knows if they're lying or drugged up or just super gullible. We don't have time to worry about that. We got ourselves a mystery to solve. So in our last episode together, I was telling you about how stabbings work. You remember that? Alaska was stabbed with a cheap knife, and so the stabber's hand would have slipped. And they would have cut their hand on the blade. There are six suspects, and I didn't find out who had cuts on their hands, but I did find out who was hospitalized after the killing. Bobby, Jeremy, and Boo. One of those three boys must have had a cut-up hand from the stabbing. Here's a big update on that. First of all, in Boo's episode, Jeremy, a.k.a. Logan, said that he was hospitalized for something other than a hand injury. I was in the ambulance with Alaska and with Bobby. After you got shot in the leg? Yeah, exactly. After I got shot. So our friend Jeremy might be in the clear. His leg was injured and his hand was fine, as far as we know. Meanwhile, Bobby's non-dominant hand was missing. Both Bobby and Jeremy are promising to show his hospital records, so we'll check up on this again soon. In other news, Shay and I have been discussing the crime scene. If you remember, Shay is the anonymous Nassau cop. They've been giving us intel about Alaska's death. Alaska was found flat on the floor, belly up. His only injuries were the stab wound to his colon and some very minor brain damage from the fall. He fell on the floor of the building, which was concrete with no signs of a struggle. The knife was found nearby him. And then there's the drugs. 
exactly. He tested positive for alcohol and opium. He was doubly intoxicated. An easy target. I can believe that there was no struggle. Then we get to those wacky bits. And oh, they're wacky. When Alaska was found, no shoes. Just socks. His shoes were gone. On the crime scene, we had one blood-soaked shoelace, and then a pair of size 12 shoes were found in the river. But it's like everything else with Alaska Curtis. Nothing is correctly documented or filed, and there are almost no pictures, except for this one. The shoes. Those are the shoes. A pair of size 12 Doc Martens. Slip-on boots. Caught between rocks and the river. Just down the hill from where Alaska died. I'm not clear on how they got there. Neither is Shay. There could have been DNA on the boots. The killer was trying to get rid of evidence. I want to get an idea of the crime scene, but more than taking a forensic focus on the how and the why, we're focusing on the who. We need associative evidence. That's evidence that will tell us exactly who did it. There's one very important detail that'll help us out here. Emma's account. According to police documents, Emma said she saw footprints in Alaska's blood as she and Joe entered the room. Footprints can be associative evidence, meaning they can tell us who killed Alaska. So that's our central question for today. Who was stepping in Alaska's blood before his body was discovered? With Emma's help, we might just find out who. At the start of every day, I remind myself that today could be difficult. Today could be trying, and I'm prepared to be scared and overwhelmed. Everything is always worth a try, and a try is worth your confidence. Today we're heading to a park and nature preserve. The locals call this Stumptown. It's the forest where Alaska died, but we're not here for that so-called jailhouse. We're here for Emma Wooten. Emma hosts tours of Stumptown. They call it the Forest of Many Mysteries Tour. I booked a tour on their website, which, by the way, looks like it was made in 2003. Like, black background, neon text, and your cursor is made of purple glitter? Plus, it blasts public domain music when you buy a ticket. What the fuck? Stop it. How do I turn this off? Shut up! No, no! Emma's waiting out on the beach, on the edge of the Stumptown property. I called her. Good morning! How about this weather? And I quickly realized that under her hoodie, she has earbuds in. She's holding her phone sideways. She's playing an anime rhythm game. We're just cute and everything, but like, come on, Emma. I have a job to do. Looking over her shoulder, she's way too good at this anime rhythm game. Every motion is precise, trained. Emma. Emma Wooten. You didn't scare me. Hi, hello. Welcome to the tour. You know my name. Why? I'm a private detective. I'm working on a case you're involved with. But also, we've uh, we've kind of met before. Uh, I yelled at you. Uh, 
sorry. <laughs> you. Wait. You! Me. Oh, fuck, you're a private detective? I must have said some weird shit to you at the Cactus Cafe. She really did. A hot man. What? What? Uh... You curse a lot, huh? Oh, shit. Uh, no, not shit. Ship. Uh, sorry. B Boo curses more than me. Do you want to take me on this tour, Emma? You're really here for the tour. Really? Totally. Let's do it. Oh. Okay. As we walk deeper in the forest, out of nowhere, Emma switches to a peppy fast walk. She's practically skipping in a funny way. Emma has a lot of energy and a lot of personality. She might seem unique now, but out of all the suspects, she's changed the most since high school. There was a documentary called The Wooten Kingdom that came out a few years back, filmed in 2015. The movie's more about Emma's parents, but Emma's still in it plenty. And one scene, Emma's eight nannies crowd around her and dress her for the day. Emma looks glass-eyed like she's half dead. Here's your shirt for the day, Emma. Let's get this skirt on. Let's go with Here's your shirt for the day, Emma. Tell today. I'm getting obsessed with that video. I've watched it over and over. After reading Emma's lips, I finally realized that Emma was saying thank you. Maybe if you learn to not have a personality, then you just won't have one. Your mom made you dinner herself today, Emma. What do you say? Thank you. So, welcome to the Forest of Many Mysteries Tour. Ooh, ah. Please do not use any flash photography. Not a fan of flash. When I'm surprised, sometimes I hit people instinctively. I might not be strong, but it's still not how you want to spend your Friday. Got it. Mental note. Got it. We're now walking from the northeast corner of the preserve, the famous beach area, which is known for looking out on the water and having sand. However, that's not what you're going to be seeing for most of today. I hope you like trees because this might as well be called the tree tour for seeing trees. Oh, but we digress. Long before Stumptown was Stumptown, it was owned by Harvey Paris, wealthy tobacco magnate and philanthropist who donated huge portions of his ethically sourced tobacco money. In 1906, this estate was designed by some of the most famous and expensive talents of the period. From architects to horticulturists, only the most visionary and expensive cultivated the pristine Paris family estate. You're going to be seeing a lot of Edwardian buildings in the Georgian style. Harvey Paris passed away in 1939. His widow, who was famously a hoarder, eventually realized she didn't really need the 204-acre estate, and she donated the property to the Nassau County government. The government felt sad because they didn't really have any use for it. After decades and decades, the Paris paradise melted away into rot and decay, just like people do. The buildings fell to disrepair, they decayed, and then they lost color and texture in the acid rain. <laughs> 
and then all of the plants and all of the animals descended on the broken houses and the buildings, and they made encampments out of the guest cabins and the party houses, and that's how Stumptown became Stumptown. In 93, Nassau County opened the property as a nature preserve. Do we have any questions? I love questions. Oh, 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 question over here from the uh, one guy who showed up. Hi. Yes. Um, why do they call it the jailhouse? Uh, sorry? The jailhouse? The... Why do they call it that? Oh, in the 80s, the government used a bunch of buildings as a police training area. The jailhouse was used as a makeshift jail. Then why do they call the bug house the bug house? Because it got bugs. Oh. Uh... I need to ask Emma about the footprints. But I don't know how to shift the conversation. Emma's so enthusiastic about the tour right now. Genuinely, she's putting her heart out into a lecture about animals on Long Island. It's never the perfect moment to cut in. And then I'm thinking about the footprints. I realize something. Emma said it was dark that night when Alaska died. If Emma couldn't see her hands, how did she see the footprints in Alaska's blood? I've also heard from Shay that there weren't any flashlights. We walked through the Stumptown forest. While Emma tells me about the plants and the animals, the trees overhead are dark and shriveled up. Two years ago, a forest fire threatened to destroy Stumptown. If it weren't for the storm that swept in, it might have burned it all down. Makes me wonder, did the forest fire light up the footprints? You might not think deer, Long Island, Long Island, deer, but there have been two separate occasions on this tour that a deer has nudged my gluteus This is where maximum. that fire happened two years ago, right? Is this the, um, what you call it? The, uh, the epicenter? Yes. Forest caught on fire two years ago. Guessing you know when? When? Night Alaska died. That's when the fire happened. But picking up that you knew that already. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell me about the fire. Did you see it? Could you see it from all over Stumptown? Did you see it from inside the jailhouse oh, when you found Alaska? Oh, too many questions. One at a time. I, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um... Emma, were you able to see the footprints clearly when you found Alaska? Like, clearly enough that you could figure out who they were from? No. I, I, I don't know. Stop. What? Are you manipulating me? You are. You're there, standing there, making me think about him. Alaska, Alaska, Alaska. I get it now. All cops are pigs. I'm not the police. Emma, tell me why you're panicking. <sighs> okay, okay. Breathe in. And out. You're gonna be okay. I know it's hard, but you'll feel better talking about it. If you tell me about the footprints. Gonna be a quiet tour. Emma. No! Emma stops off, and when I call to her, she puts her hands on her ears. This is a familiar roadblock. Different behavior. Same concept. A detective's primary job is talking to people. You ask them for answers, they must be willing to offer up that much. And if you're a private detective like me, you would never in your life attempt an interrogation. If someone decides not to answer you, they can walk away. And that's the end of that. In other words, 
A PI has to become the guy everybody wants to talk to. Different people do this differently. There are many different strategies. I personally was not born with any particular talent or skill. I can't say I'm naturally charismatic, but there are things I can do. After years of hard work and study and some field experience, and when they start to close up, what I do is... I flirt. Emma, wait, listen. What now? I'm sorry. You're struggling with a lot of trauma, and I didn't mean to push you. We can get back to your tour. I really like the way you think, and I had no idea you were so smart. It's just... Sorry. I just think it's an attractive quality to be so smart. You... are... you... Take your time. You, uh, uh... Most men don't know how to flirt. They just know how to dirty talk politely. So this strategy is usually pretty effective at opening people up. You have... Hmm? Golden Retriever energy. <laughs> uh, thank you? But for the first time, I think my strategy was a little bit too effective. I hope you don't mind. I know it's a sensitive topic for you, but um, I actually did have some questions about the uh, certain somebody. I know you don't want to talk about Alaska directly, so I'm going to respect your boundaries. Is there anything else that night that you can tell me? I need to ease Emma into this conversation. First, we'll learn as much as we can. Oh, watch your step. I've got you. <laughs> uh, uh, um, these things might sound <laughs> um, dark and upsetting to you. Um, I could take it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, you seem. Uh, um, yeah. Well, one thing is. My camera was nabbed that night. Then when I found it again, it was full of some fucking weird videos. Weird and creepy. If you come on the tour a little longer, maybe I'll show you some of the footage? Wait, 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 wait. There's footage of the night? Of that night? Have the police seen this? No. That is so kind of you. Emma, sure, let's go on the tour. Deal. Hello. My name is Detective Finn Denver. I'm here to announce a special event for you. We'd like to know who do you think killed Alaska? We're giving away a free Who Killed Alaska t-shirt to anyone who wants to guess. Do you think it was Joe? Emma? Logan, Bobby, Boo, or Glory. Or maybe you have a totally different theory to share. Or a chance to win your t-shirt and tweet with the hashtag who killed Alaska and tell us who you think killed Alaska. Again, log on to Twitter and tweet who you think killed Alaska with the hashtag who killed Alaska for a chance to win your prize. In other news, 
because the podcast really needs your support to make sure we can keep doing what we do. Option A, you can buy from our merch shop. Go to whokilledalaska.com and click on merch. Option B, you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash whokilledalaska. Option C, you can follow us on Twitter at whokilledalaska. Or option D, you can tell your friends and family about the podcast because nothing spreads the show better than the word of mouth. Thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the show. Graffiti class held by a dude named Josh. Two girls, one heart. Here we have bad music. Here we have a rock where people rub their tears after a breakup. It's supposed to curse the person who broke up with you. Here we have. Emma, do you want to take a break and show me some of those videos? Oh, yeah, uh, I guess. Emma shows me a video from her camera. The image is blurry. You can just barely see the glow of the forest fire. For a moment, we see the corner of a cement roof. It's the jailhouse. The building and everything around it is pitch black. The distant forest fire wouldn't be enough to light up the inside of the jailhouse. Maybe the logic's kind of flimsy there. The fire could have spread. It could have gotten brighter later on. Maybe closer to the window. But now that I'm thinking about it, if it was the forest fire that lit up the room, it would show the footprints. But Emma said that the room was dark and she couldn't see her hands. That wasn't even on my radar before. I was just being a dumb, dumb, stupid idiot. Nobody's perfect. Come on, Denver. Breathe in. Breathe out. This is the Stumptown Market. You said this is like a farmer's market, right? Do you care about laws? Well, yeah, that is my whole thing, yes. Then, uh, it, it's a farmer's market. Don't worry about it. Hey! Hey, you, you want to buy some, some carpets? The next video Emma shows me is of Bobby. It's Bobby limping away from the camera. He's rubbing his shoulder. He has both hands. This should be important information, but I'm thinking back to the footprints. If it was a phone light, Joe would have shown the light on Alaska's body while Emma performed compressions. And then Emma would have seen her hands. A quick flash of light would make sense. Or a light that wasn't going to land on Emma's hands at all. Or as a third option, there was a temporary source of light from before Emma and Joe called 911. If it was a quick flash of light, then Emma could have had enough time to see the footprints. But she wouldn't have had time to look at every detail of the room or look down at her own hands. That makes me think of lightning. There was a storm that night. But then I noticed the lightning in the video. The storm hasn't started at the time of the video. There's no rain. But there is lightning, and I remember, lightning can light up a room, but 
it's just not enough. It's too short. And the jailhouse didn't have a perfect view of the sky anyways. Did Emma even see the footprints at all? She couldn't have had a light source. Maybe I can't trust her after all. We get back to the tour. Emma and I keep on keeping on through the forest. And that's when we get to the other building. When I walk towards it, Emma stops me. And here we're coming up on the green house. Duck down. Come over here. I've never seen them harvested this late. They're usually ready in the summer. What are we looking at? Watch. In the greenhouse. No judgments, okay? They're opening the poppies. There are two men and a woman wearing gardening gloves in the greenhouse. They're on their hands and knees looking at these budding green plants. I'm thinking, are those supposed to be poppy flowers? They look like strawberries, only rotted over. They're green and they're growing out of plant stems high off the ground. One of the men takes a knife and he cuts into a green plant. White liquid drips down, slowly. I don't want to watch this. I don't understand why you're letting me see Popliver this. Popliverus They call it the breadseed poppy. Do you know what else they call it? I could contact the police. I could get these people arrested. They call it the opium poppy. It's in the veins of the pod, and it bleeds down like ichor, like the blood of the gods. There's only one kind of god that's real, and human beings control him. From deep in the ground. I can't tell you how they work the opium. It's not something anybody should know, really. But I sit there in the bushes and I watch it all. I don't know why I do it. I don't know what has me frozen in place. I'm not afraid of Emma or the people in the greenhouse. I don't know who I'm afraid of. I don't call the police. The white opium drips down. It's like I can hear it move. It bleeds from the ponds, like ichor, like the blood of the gods. They're far enough away. Let's go in the greenhouse. What would happen if they... If they saw us. Not sure, but sometimes you don't want to find out. Animals, you can tell what they want right away. Not people, though. You don't know. It finally sinks in. Stumptown is dangerous. It's lawless. I don't know how it's possible. There's opium in the greenhouse. And if I never report it, I'm convinced it's going to stay there. Long after this episode is out, Long after everybody knows, am I still on Long Island? Where the fuck am I? The last video Emma shows me is of Alaska. It's three seconds long. Alaska's tall, hair dyed blonde. Eyes are wide with excitement or maybe joy. He stands in the jailhouse, alive. 
He stands in the exact spot where he'll be found dead minutes later. The time on the camera shows 9.10 p.m. And then Joe called 911 just five minutes later. At the time of this recording, Alaska had five minutes to live. Five minutes, at most. Emma pulls away her camera, and Alaska's gone again. It's just back to the tour. Welcome to the greenhouse. I just pretend to be in the mood for this. This is the most haunted building in Stumptown, which is like, yeah, sure, all right, whatever. But yeah, in theory, Harvey Paris's body was buried somewhere in here in a cast iron coffin or something. And uh, yeah, that's the tour. Uh, <clears throat> that's it? That's the Friday tour. You should come on Saturday. We go to more places. Oh, uh, do you want to take a walk? I had another tour in a little bit, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we should, we can, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the tour, Emma. I really appreciate it. You don't have any more footage from that night, do you? No. I mean, except for this artsy photo I took before my camera disappeared. I definitely want to see that. Can I see? Hmm. Okay. A lighter. Possible connection to the forest fire there. You're great at photography. Have you thought about doing this professionally? Man, you're multi-talented. <laughs> Do you know whose lighter this is? I'm not remembering. Probably I just found it. On the ground. Three of them smoked, if that helps. Glory, Joe, Boo, they like to smoke cigarettes. That does help. It does. And... Do you have any idea who took your camera that night and took those videos? No. Then how did you get it back? I found it outside the jailhouse. Before we walked in and found him. Emma, what did you see when you walked in? What did you see in the blood? You can tell me, okay? It's not going to freak me out. Footprints. Okay. Emma, what did those footprints look what? like? Uh, s sneakers? I, I, I don't know. That actually makes them shoe prints, not footprints. But that could still be helpful. That could still be associative evidence. So, there's a very important question here. How did you see them? What do you mean? It was dark. You couldn't even see your own hands. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not lying. No, I, I don't think you're lying. Maybe you're not going to remember every detail. That's fine. What kind of light source would be a quick flash or wouldn't cast on Emma's hands? Think about it. We have all the clues. I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you the answer now. Okay. You waiting? Are you ready? The answer's coming. I'm gonna give you the answer. I'm gonna give you the answer now. In five, 
going to be a little traumatic, but I put in a fun color filter to make it less upsetting. Look at this! I'm looking at it. Uh, what kind of shoe is this? I don't know. Uh, it kind of looks like a Doc Martin, maybe? Oh my god! Check the Doc Martin work boots! Okay! You don't need to yell! These are the boots? Yeah, uh, sell them to me. I'll buy them. in the world could not prepare me for a long shoe name like that. Not even Sally's she-shells could prepare me. But good old 2295 Extra White Greasy turns out to be important to this case. Those were Alaska's shoes. The shoe prints didn't belong to the killer in the first place. This won't point us to any suspect. Alaska was stepping in his own blood. But this isn't possible. Alaska stepping around in his own blood. He was drugged out. According
forensic documents, Alaska dropped to the floor as soon as the knife hit him. He didn't put up any fight. It is wacky. But it's a lead. It's leading us somewhere for sure. So that's what I figured out, thanks to your camera. That's... <laughs> Thank you for sharing with me, um, Finn. Sure. The weather is nice. Yeah, it is. Almost, uh, it's almost fall, huh? Gonna miss all the flowers. <laughs> What's your favorite flower? Do you have a favorite? I do. Oh, yeah? Poppies. Emma? I love seeing all the colors together. And all the shapes are so good. The Flanders poppy is a sign of war. Red poppies mean love, yellow means friendship, and orange means both and neither. I'm like a bread seed poppy. On the inside, I mean. Wait, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. Eventually. I can't say it out loud. Not yet. Everybody get ready once again to mark your calendar because on October 21st, you're going to be hearing the next episode of Who Killed Alaska. That's episode six, Found Family, is coming out on October 21st. I am Cameron LeBrun, and I am so happy to introduce the wonderful cast and crew to you. I'm going to tell you all about their amazing talents here and the credits. So my name is Cameron LeBrun. I'm the head of The Ghost Factory, the little group that puts together this series. I am the director, writer, and head of this project. This would not be possible without our beautiful editor, Nicholas Harder. The music is by Thor Spieler and yours truly, Cameron LeBrun. The theme song, Here Come the Raindrops, is by Reed Mathis. The lead sound design was by Cornelius Wilkening. Ambience design for this episode was by Cornelius Wilkening, Avery Callahan, Andrew Tehanovic, and Jacob Lundy. Sound effects for this episode were by Avery Callahan, Andrew Tehanovic, and Jacob Lundy. The mix and master was done by Manis Kunder. That is Manis Kunder 7 on Fiverr. Go check them out. The art is by Bella Wynn, Locke Reinhardt, and Dorito Falls. Finally, Emma Wooten is played by Liz Mina. Shay is played by Sally Roberts. Finn Denver is played by Joseph Katembo. Then for this episode, we have a bunch of guest actors. The nannies were played by Lisa Nicole Young, Christine Shogren, Emily Dellen, and Sandra Gillen. Other voices were Andrew Beck as Paul Wooten, Dakota West as a random kid dealing cocaine, as well as the voice talents of Anna Kate Hall and George Durier. It's been such a pleasure to bring another wonderful episode of Who Killed Alaska to you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I can't wait to see you again on the 21st of October. 